0: Welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 316. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. I have played, in the course of this podcast, 10 times more Atari games than I did when I was a kid, and Atari was a real-time thing concurrent with my growing up. I had about 30 games. I think exactly 30, in my little collection. As a kid, I knew there were many other games out there, but that's what I had. Played them a lot. I got pretty good at some of them, but the one that really stands out is Mega Mania. And I bring that up because as I'm recording this, it is the 40th anniversary of Mega Mania. Steve Cartwright's Atari Activision game from 1982 is now 40 years old. According to the Atari Wiki, it was actually published in '82, took six months to develop, and three months to fine, fine-tune, before being released for the 5200 and 8-bit family in '83. Anyone who scored above 45,000 points could send Activision a picture of their screen and become an official Megamaniac, and they would get an official Megamaniac emblem. I actually did this. I suppose I was 10 or 11, and I did the thing where you take a picture of your screen with the dorky thumbs up. It was not my finest look. I had my mashed t-shirt and my long uh, straight hair with a little bit of wave in it. Much browner than it is now. And I sent it off and I believe I did get a Mega Maniac emblem. Though sadly, I don't know where it is now. Mega Mania was the game that I would play and people would actually leave the room because, or just flat out refuse to play it with me because they knew they weren't going to get a turn. There were other games I was good at but Mega Maniac uh, Metamaniac uh, Metamania was the, the game for me something about it I could play it I could zone out and yet be totally in the zone at the same time I don't know so I was excited to see that it was the 40th anniversary happy 40th anniversary Metamania uh, I think I might go play some later today uh, in honor of this uh, what for me was an awesome game anyway I got uh, distracted there how are all of you? what's new? how's life? What are you appreciating the 40th anniversary of? This, by the way, is uh, the fourth episode since uh, I survived COVID. I'm still alive, although I did make an effort this week, as I'm recording, to change that. If you follow me on social media, which you can do at Atari Bytes on Twitter, or on the Atari Bytes Facebook page, or on Instagram, you know that uh, I had a little bit of a tumble this week. I was walking to the parking lot at my day job. I had dress shoes on with just a little bit of a heel and uh, there was a a pretty decent crack in the in the uh, parking lot. I had my big briefcase. I slipped in the crack, tumbled forward. Uh, Momentum sort of carried me down. I couldn't straighten out. Smacked right into the pavement with my face and my knees. My knees are all skinned up. A busted lip. My nose is all purple right now. Uh, I didn't break anything, happily. My teeth are fine. My nose isn't broken. But I got a nasty cut on the bridge of my nose from my glasses. And like I said, it's big and bruised and everything on my face hurts right now. But I am powering through to record this podcast because that's how much I like you. I did not on social media share a picture of my injuries. Although there were suggestions that I should. I wouldn't do that to you. The internet has some standards for how disgusted they want to be with an image. And I don't want to test those standards. What else? Oh, we heard again from Kim Slosson listener, friend of the show. You'll recall last episode, I read a couple of tweets from him, I think about Mad Mike Hughes. And when I was talking about his comments, I sort of half speculated, kind of in the back of my mind, worrying that Jim Slosson maybe isn't a real person. Even though I've interacted with him before, his uh, profile picture on Twitter is just the egg that twitter assigns you and so that makes you kind of worried that okay is he hiding something is he not a real dude what is going on exactly so after that episode came out he responded he said the egg in my profile is actually one laid by my chicken years ago and then he uh, links to that photo i felt i was it was a good tongue-in-cheek stand-in for the twitter new user image it has egg freck egg freckles no confusion with at egg freckles intended i didn't notice it but I, yes, it is not the same egg. I, I hate to say all eggs look alike. No offense, eggs. But yeah, now that I look closer at it, it is, it is indeed not the same egg. I'm certainly glad we cleared that up. Turns out there is a dude on Twitter with the handle at egg freckles. Just a guy in his newton egg freckles at bsd.network. Dude's name is Thomas Brand. All right. If you happen to be listening, seems unlikely. But if you are, hi, at egg freckles. We've learned a lot today. For one, I owe an apology to Kim Slauson. Although, he misled me, so maybe he owes an apology to me. I don't know. But I'm happy we cleared up that mystery. I can relax now on social media. There is nothing to get stressed out about on social media now that that issue has been cleared up. What else? Well, I think before my face starts bleeding again... We should get on with the rest of the show. And we start, as always, by announcing that this week's game is No Escape for the 2600 from IMAGIC, 1983. We know this is going to be a serious, intense game because there's an exclamation point in the title of the game. No Escape. The manual for this game is surprisingly thin. There's not a whole lot to it until you realize there's not a whole lot to the game either. We get a cover with Pegasus from ancient... You know, Greek mythology, and a dude riding Pegasus who looks a lot to me, like Noah Wiley from ER, dude holding a sword. This, of course, is supposed to be Jason, as in Jason and the Argonauts. We're told that Jason has taken the Golden Fleece. The gods of Olympus are not pleased. They wish to test this proud mortal. Jason wakes to find himself imprisoned in the Temple of Aphrodite. Frenzied furies flash overhead. Armed only with stones, he finds on the temple floor The resourceful Jason must pit his wiles against these cunning menaces. I don't know. I don't feel like they used the word wiles correctly. Wiles, I think, has sort of a negative uh, connotation, right? Um, Usually you hear it like uh, the femme fatale in a movie using her wiles to seduce uh, the hero or something like that. Jason's supposed to be the hero. I, I don't know. It's bugging me. We'll try to press on. The gods think Jason is doomed, but Aphrodite dislikes having her sacred temple used as a prison. She sacredly aids Jason by giving him great strength. Each stone Jason throws can now reach the roof of the temple and knock a brick free. These sacred bricks destroy any fury they strike. But beware, proud mortal, the goddess warns. Should your aim fail and a stone strike a fury directly, he will divide and become doubly dangerous. So that's the game, basically. There's a roof on this temple, you're down on the floor. The roof basically is a rainbow-colored breakout wall. Uh, there are pillars on either side, basically the walls of the temple. There's this line of furies, I guess, coming down at you in a, a vertical line, not a horizontal line, which is an odd way if I'm an attacking force for me to attack, but whatever. You're armed with a bunch of stones, and you're really strong, so you can chuck these stones all the way to the roof. Uh, you can't hit the furies with them, which is what I did the first time I sat down with this game without reading the instructions, and, uh, was struck by how it's kind of cool that when you hit the bad guy he splits in half and disappears at first i thought i was killing all these bad guys but then i realized now they're coming back and i said huh maybe i should look at the manual and then i figured out what was going on so you throw the stones at the temple roof and it breaks little pieces out like in breakout i don't really know what the point of that is honestly because once you have destroyed all the furies on the screen even if the wall is not completely broken the level ends and you get another wave of of furies. You have to avoid the furies fire because they're throwing things at you and you have to avoid the falling bricks or you'll lose a life. Keep an eye on your timeline which is at the bottom of the screen. When it turns black the game ends. Destroy all the furies and move on to the next temple. This is a one or two player game. If you stand still and throw a stone it goes straight up. If you move and throw it it curves in the direction that you're moving. The farther you move before firing the more curve you apply. A stone destroys any falling sacred brick it hits which sometimes you got to do so they don't hit you stones pass through any gaps in the temple roof don't waste shots the fewer stones you throw the higher your score you begin with four lives you have that lifeline at the bottom half gold half black you get a bonus life at the end of each wave of attack to a maximum of eight on basic difficulty level b you get a life if you survive a wave at the advanced level you get a life if you survive a wave without being hit You lose a life if you're hit by a fury's fire or crushed by a falling brick. If you lose a life, your lifeline shrinks. When it turns solid black, the game ends. If you knock down all the bricks, you have nothing more to use against the furies, so you reset and play again. Huh. So apparently there is nothing to be gained by destroying the roof, because if you destroy the roof completely, you run out of magical stones, but you have to take chunks out of the roof to get the magical stones to fight the furies. When Aphrodite's Temple dissolves, Winged Pegasus appears and carries the noble Jason in skies for another adventure with Jason and the Furies, start a new game. Hmm. I'm not sure, and I'm betraying the fact that in the Field Report, you're not going to see me fly away on Pegasus. Although Pegasus does appear at the end of the game no matter how well you do, I'm very confused. Games one, three, five, and seven are one player games, two, four, six and eight are two player games. The difference between the different games is basically the speed of attack. Two points for destroying a fury. Five points for each brick left untouched. You also get bonus points calculated for you at the end of each wave. As no escape increases in difficulty, so do your bonus point awards. There's a two-year limited warranty on this... IMAGIC video game cartridge. And that is how you play... No Escape from... IMAGIC 1983. 1983. I'm not rich or famous.
1: I'm not a movie star, rock icon, first responder, nurse, doctor, or anybody else whom we all look up to. I'm just a schnook. Just like Bill, I love to tell stories. Unlike Bill, though, I'm not creative enough to write my own, so I just tell my own real-life stories in this book-read-by-the-author-style podcast all about life lessons growing up and every episode a segment about music music that i love artists that i admire and sometimes even my own music you can find autobiography of a schnook on all your favorite podcast suppliers or you can go to schnookpodcast.com that's s-c-h-n-o-o-k podcast.com and i firmly believe the good goes around and i sincerely hope that autobiography of a schnook proves to be some good that goes around your way.
0: Oh, I forgot to mention, you can get a Zircon joystick for free, a $15.95 retail value. You'll be amazed by the tapered grip of the Zircon Video Command joystick. Fits comfortably in your hand, provides maximum response and expert finesse. Superbly accurate gameplay is now within your grasp. Fill out the coupon below and mail it along with your cashier's receipt from the purchase of No Escape and a $1.50 for postage and handling to an address in Clinton, Iowa, and allow four to eight weeks for delivery, at which point nothing is going to happen because this offer expired on December 31st, 1983. If anyone happened to get the Zircon joystick, let us know. Tell us what you thought of it. If you still have it, take a picture of it. I'm looking at a picture of this thing. It kind of looks like... Well, honestly, the first thing that came to mind was a can of shaving cream. Because it's a long cylinder with thing attached to the top that kind of sort of looks like a nozzle on a can of shaving cream. So I failed to see how this is going to be a good tool to play video games. But maybe it was. It was free, for goodness sakes. Except for the buck fifty postage. So there you go. Oh, only original coupons are acceptable. No photocopies. Although, like I said, photocopy the hell out of it if you want. Because you're not going to get anything. It's 2022. You could try convincing a magic. that your coupon got lost in the mail for 20 years. For 40 years. But uh, I don't think that's going to fly. If it does, though, let me know. And I will get a stamp and a $1.50. I'll ask my wife. Maybe she'll give me a $1.50. Hardcore Gaming 101 observes that during a pretty short period from 82 to 83, a magic. released no less than 17 titles with more in the works before the market crashed, not all these games were hits, but outside of 1 and 2 Duds, they were all held to a pretty high standard of quality, and No Escape is one such game. The setup of the game on first look appears to just be a single-screen shooter that's sparsely populated, but with the unique approach of how the game is presented, it's led more than one person to describe the game as a hybrid between a shooter and a breakout-style puzzler. The reviewer here doesn't think that's necessarily a perfect analogy, but it's pretty close. It has a completely different feel to any other shooter from that time or any other shooter sense. They really like the pacing as well. No Escape is about as deliberately slow and methodical as you can get, owing perhaps to the fact that it's not a port of an arcade game and doesn't need to be quick and dirty. Concentration and precision are the key. HonestGamers.com observes that the game starts kind of slow, with the uh, wave after wave increasing in intensity and pace. I found myself playing session after session, hopelessly addicted to something so archaic, so simplistic, the Furious Pace and Wicked Challenge kept things interesting, and the peculiar enemy designs piqued my interest. No Escape didn't fully change my mind on obscure Atari 2600 games, but did make me realize that there are some great ones out there, and all I had to do was dig. In Greek mythology, the Golden Fleece is the fleece of the golden-wooled-winged ram Chrysomalos, which I'm sure I'm mispronouncing, that rescued Phrixus and brought him to Cocos, where Phrixus then sacrificed it to Zeus. Phrixus gives the fleece to King Aetes, who kept it in a secret grove, whence Jason and the Argonauts stole it with the help of Medea, Aetes' daughter. The fleece is a symbol of authority and kingship. Jason and his crew of Argonauts set out on a quest for the fleece by order of King Peleus, Peleus in order to place Jason rightfully on the throne of Eochus, Locus, Locus, in Thessaly, Through the help of Medea, they acquire the golden fleece, The story originated in the time of Homer, the 8th century B.C., and survives in various forms. One of these forms is, of course, the iconic Jason the Argonauts, a film from 1963 distributed by Columbia Pictures, directed by Don Chaffee, starring Tom Todd Armstrong, Nancy Kovac, Honor Blackman, and Gary Raymond. The film was made in collaboration with stop-motion animation master Ray Harryhausen and is known for various legendary creatures, notably the iconic fight scene featuring seven skeletons. Certainly I've heard of the movie, and I've seen bits and pieces. I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched the whole thing in one sitting. I might have to do that. If anyone has watched the movie and has thoughts about it, let me know. Alright, after the break, there's no escape from the rest of this show. No escaping this field report, Henry. Because we're playing a game called No Escape. We have a black screen. We have my score from the last game I played. Don't uh, don't get too jealous, but I got a thousand one hundred and four points. I'm pretty awesome. Let's take a look and see what this what we got going here. There's Jason at the bottom of the screen. Rainbow colored roof of the temple. When I first sat down to play this. Uh, without looking at any instructions, I just assumed you had to shoot these guys, like I just did. But no, you have to throw your rock at the roof, and then a, a a magical stone falls down. You have to try and make the stone to time your, your throw so that the stone falls and hits the, uh, the Argonauts? No, the Argonauts.
1: Whatever they call these bad guys.
0: To destroy them, because if you just shoot them which is the instinct. What it does is split them in half, like that, and just add another one to the mix. Oops. sometimes I forget and shoot them. I guess it looks like a temple. You got the columns on either side. Um, I doubt that the ancient Greeks had uh, rainbow-colored roofs, but, you know, The couple waves are kind of tedious, I was a little worried this game was not going to be very interesting, but the game does pick up if I don't die. You can tell because now the music is pulsing a little harder. Giving them the, the, uh, the, the super strength so they could throw these stones and hit the roof. Henry. Henry has no... Do you study any Greek mythology in school, Henry? idea. There's Pegasus. If you actually finish all the waves, I don't remember how many waves there are, Pegasus carries you away to another adventure. So let's just pretend that's what happened. And back to you in the studio.
1: Hey Atari fans, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Join Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review cartridge-based games for the Atari's last answer to the 8-bit gaming system, as well as delve deep into their history. Kieran will also introduce everyone to the UK's budget games. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com.
0: Second duck on the right and other very short stories is my new short story collection. Duck con artists, Zombies... Things on Fire, Supervillain Angst, and A Future Without Poop are just a few of the topics in these stories. Also, the occasional really bad poem. Waddle on over to your favorite bookseller, or swim downstream to my website, Tarnival of Glee Creations.com for more information. Insert quacking up joke here. Here's the thing about No Escape. Much like uh, one of those reviewers said, I did find myself feeling like this is a pretty simplistic game. And yet I wanted to keep playing because it does kind of suck you in. It's kind of slow at first, but then it gradually speeds up a little bit and you want to keep going. I do worry a little bit that there's no big ending. It just kind of goes and goes until it's done going. You've run out of lives. It would be nice if there was some sort of big payoff for destroying the brick roof. I gather that the game's just kind of over. At that point, Pegasus shows up at the end of the game, whether you've accomplished anything or not. It might be cool if Pegasus only showed up if you succeeded in in achieving the the goal, which I guess is uh, certainly to destroy all the Furies, maybe to destroy the Roof. I don't totally understand that part. But I was surprised, like I said, by how addictive the game was, despite being uh, so simple-sounding. It is one I will come back to, and as I've said many times, that is the sign of a good game. If any of you have thoughts about no escape, well, you know what to do.
1: It's story time on Atari Bytes. Yes, it's story. Story, story, story time.
0: With Bill, I did something a little different with the story this uh, episode. I wrote it as a play. It is certainly an unfinished play, but it is written in script form, complete with uh, stage directions. I don't know how this is going to work. I know that it's not completely finished. Uh, It needs some work if I were to finish it later, which, let's be honest, I probably won't. But for some reason, the story was coming to me in this format, so... Uh, I happen to be someone who likes reading plays, even if it's a show I've never seen. I don't know if any of you are either. Um, If you are, this might be for you. If you're not, sorry. Listen, and you might enjoy it. You don't even have to read. You just have to listen. So here we go. This play is titled, Yourself and Nowhere to Go from There. A play. Chris enters the scene, a typical suburban living room, present day. Chris's t-shirt, featuring a licensed character of some sort, is clean, but untucked covering another long sleeve t-shirt beneath. Athletic pants are similarly clean, but don't quite reach the floor or even Chris's ankles. Chris closes the French doors to the backyard with a click of the lock. Then we hear another click that Chris clocks, but can't quite identify. Chris sits on the well-used couch, pulls out a cell phone, and talks to the phone's AI. Chris is exhausted, or sad, or both. Chris, well, fart wiggle. The AI responds in a pleasant tone so devoid of accent That itself is an accent. Gladys. I do not understand. Chris. That wasn't for you. That was for life. Gladys. Okay. 1,092 entries for life. Chris. Gladys, stop. The AI is silent. Perhaps pouting. Chris sets the phone down. Chris. Another day, another... Well, another day. Chris sighs and pulls off the top shirt, tossing it away, only to reveal another licensed character shirt underneath. Chris notes this. Chris. Love me, love my style. The overhead lights flicker. Chris registers this. Chris. Gladys, before this thunderstorm or whatever hits, find me food. Gladys. Okay. Searching. Okay. Here are fools. Chris. Not fools. Food. Gladys. What sort of food would you like? Chris. Something yummy. Something good. Gladys. Searching. God. One of the French doors cracks open. Chris goes to get it. No one is there. Chris. Joe isn't due home until tomorrow and certainly isn't coming here. Chris looks out the doors. Chris. No car. Not home yet. Must just be the storm. Gladys. Okay, I found food god. Chris, about time. We hear offstage laughter. Chris, hope it's Chinese. Could do with some crab rangoon. Wait, what? Did you say god? The French doors open and thunder rolls. There's lightning. The lights flicker. Goddess Jean enters, dressed elegantly in a flowing gown. Jean, greetings, Chris. Chris, uh, who the hell are you? Gene, yeah, that warm response explains your meager social life. Chris, who are you? Gene, that's better. I am goddess Jean. Chris, goddess? Gene, yes, the goddess of critique. Chris, no. Gene, you ever seen a goddess before, Chris? Chris, don't think so. Gene, then how can you be sure I'm not one? Chris, uh... Jean, not much for conversation, are ya? Chris, Gladys, is Jean a goddess? Gladys, searching. Jean, your phone doesn't know everything, Chris. Chris, well... Jean, but I do. She's gonna say 2,004 options. Gladys, 2,004 options. Chris is marginally impressed. Jean... Also, I know about that time when you were six and you and Kelly down the street drew happy faces on each other's butts with markers. A crash of thunder, goddess Sydney, a bedazzled vision, enters in a rolling mist. Sydney, did someone say butts? Chris sits on the couch, unable to quite comprehend what's happening. Chris, which goddess are you? Sydney, the goddess of frank talk, also butts. That face drawing thing was all me, Jean. That was good work. Sydney. Also, Chris. The Chinese place is going to reject your credit card. You need to keep that balance down, Chris. Chris, and what are you guys doing here? Sydney and Jean exchange a look. Then together, Sydney and Jean together. <laughs> guys. Peals of laughter. Chris, look, this is fun, but I've got food coming. Sydney. No you don't. Jean, real talk, you could stand to lose a few. Chris, excuse me? Chris unconsciously pats their stomach. Sydney, easy. Easy. I like Chris. Jean, I like Chris too. Sydney, but does Chris like Chris? Jean is carefully considering this. Jean, does Chris like Chris too much? Sydney, maybe. And does Chris like Chris the right way? The two goddesses look deep into Chris's eyes. Then they look at each other, nodding in confirmation. Chris is nervous. A couple beats of awkward silence. Chris, so uh, are you here to sex me up for eternity? Sexually? Much laughter at this. Jean, you can take care of that yourself, Chris. Chris, um... Sydney, Favorite song, Chris? Chris. Uh, what? Uh, Sweet Child of Mine. Gene. Actual favorite song, Chris. Chris. What do you mean? Gene. It's Let It Go from Frozen, isn't it, Chris? Chris. There's nothing wrong with that. Sydney. No, but lying about it is a problem. Strike that. No, but lying about it is a problem. Gene, football or basketball? Chris, football. Gene, liar. You couldn't care less about any sport. Sydney, pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Chris, no way. Gene, wrong. You love it. Sydney, stop lying to us, Chris. Gene, stop lying to yourself, Chris. Sydney, before you can like something, Gene, or someone, Sydney: You have to light yourself. Might as well. There's nowhere else to go. Jean: We done here? Sydney: Yeah. You're not going to make us come back, are you, Chris? Chris: Definitely not. Sydney and Jean disappear in magician-style smoke. Chris dials a number, speaks into the phone. Chris: Hey, Jerry. It's me. Sorry about what I said. You free Saturday? Cool. See you then. He hangs up. Chris: I'm still hungry, though. Gladys, searching the many possibilities.
1: This is 8-Bit Rocket, Jeff Fulton, from the Into the Vertical Blank Generation Atari Podcast. And you are listening to the incomparable William Pepper and his wonderful stories of the game within a game on the Atari Bytes Podcast. When you are done here, come visit us in the Vertical Blank. Now, back to Bill.
0: And that's our show. As I was reading the uh, this month's story or play, I was trying to decide if it worked as a format for the uh, story on the podcast. I don't know. Let me think about it. If you guys have thoughts about it, if you really hate it, maybe I'll never do it again. If you really don't hate it, maybe I will. Thanks to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the storytime theme. Can't Escape Your Love for This Show head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a 5-star review. Email the show at ataribytes 2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page, follow the show on Twitter at Bytes, or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. And do check us out on Instagram. You can also call us too, but I'm never going to answer the phone. 563-265-1978 is where you can go to leave a voicemail about pretty much anything, and I would probably play it on the show. Thanks also to my Patreon supporters. You can be one you go to Patreon.com and look for the Atari Bytes page over there, you can provide a little support to the show, help keep the lights on here in the podcast studio, and join an exclusive club of other supporters who have my eternal gratitude. Michael Tyler, Jose Cazeta, Sean Courtney, M. West, Jeremy L., Mark Super, Jim Goble, and Robert Ferguson are all spiffin' quality folks. And so are you. So head on over to the Patreon and prove it. All right, we're about out of here. All that's left is to tell you next time on Atari Bytes. We're playing a game called Airlock for the 2600, which I know nothing about, except that it brings to mind the scene from every sci-fi movie ever set in space where somebody gets caught in the airlock of the space station or the spaceship or something, and somebody sacrifices themselves to get blown out of the airlock with the monster or something to that effect. I have no idea if that's what this game is but that's what comes to mind if you guys have thoughts about airlock because you actually do know something more about this than i do at this point please share those thoughts and i will share them in turn on the show that's how thought sharing works and also of course until next time go play some old games they've missed you Okay.